So you're at the pub with your mates and my chat room's just a big table and you're all just drinking different schooners. Everyone's just t- talking crap. And at the But instead of on the big screen, it's the EPL game, it's my stream. So hello everybody, welcome back to episode two of Guide the Raid, the brand new podcast looking at bringing you closer to your favourite content creators from both Switch and YouTube. I'd like to start off by welcoming... My lovely co-host, Matt, Envy the Kiwi. Matt, how have we been? Yeah, I'm well, Shu. How are you, bro? Yeah, I'm good, bro. I'm good. What have you been up to? Uh, apart from, well, just the same, really. Uh, you know, gym, stream, uh, work, same old, bro. Same old, same old. I can yeah. see you're rocking the Lucky 7 t-shirt there. Oh, yes, yes. Talk well, to me quick, about that, because I know that's there. one of your... I know that's one of your um, proudest possessions. Yeah, what what would you like to know? What what is Lucky Sevens for those who don't know? Well, it's it's uh, Lucky Sevens. Well, it's just it's literally your because this shirt specifically is about Lucky Sevens, so it's just all sevens there, right? But this is part of Team Sevens merch. This was a limited edition T-shirt, so if you want one, unfortunately, they are all sold out. They you may the bring them back one. in. Yeah, no, no, I didn't. But they may bring them back out, but don't you worry because there is more merch coming from the Team Seven. So uh, that uh, Team Seven Cross Champion hoodie's on the way. Oh, it's going to be nice. Oh, oh yeah. can't wait to see that. <laughs> yeah, man, it's going to be sick. Amazing. Who are we rating today, Stu? So today we've got a very, very special guest. I'm really excited about this one. Um, it's a guy by the name of Blame Hood. Some of you will be familiar with him. He started in May last year and has recently hit 1.1k followers. Um, he's really, really big coming out of OCE. Another one of the OCE boys as per. That's all we like on this podcast. So just really interesting. I think he's a really interesting character and I think he's going to have some interesting things to talk about. So really looking forward to it. So, Hood, welcome. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me, both of you. How are you feeling? Nervous? Any worries? Just super excited. I like both of you guys and I like this platform. It's going to do big things, so I'm excited to be another guest on here. And um, if I can perform well enough, I want to get another invite and just be part of it for life, a life member. Yeah, well, we'll be we'll be the judge of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um <laughs> I wanna I wanna just dive straight in, um, pretty much where we did with with Matt's um podcast and just talk about streaming. I think that's why most people will be here. So, talk to me about streaming. How did you get into it? Where did it all begin? Um, basically began um when I was trying to get really good at a video game called Destiny, and um eventually got pretty good at it. I think, and um a couple of my close friends were like, "You need to start streaming this," um because it was a game that was, despite it being like dead in the general view of the world, it was actually really alive on Twitch because of the nature of the competitive scene of the game. People would watch streamers because they would get to play with them to win this really challenging, like the, the, the pinnacle PvP mode. And so it was big on Twitch in in like relation to how small or, or dead of a game it was. So um, that's where I sort of started watching my most, most of my Twitch and then realizing I could probably stream it. Um, but in Australia, the internet's so bad that I never really had the outlet and then finally moved to a place and got a PC um, during the COVID outbreak, like everyone else in the world apparently. And um, yeah, I had good internet for once and a good PC and we just started streaming Warzone, which was my game at the time and still is. That's about the the long and short of it. So was there any sort of driving factor behind you streaming other than um, obviously playing Destiny? Was there anyone who sort of pushed you towards that? Um, yeah, definitely like my close gaming friends that like, if you spend any time in my, um, stream, you'll see like the same names and the same people that like I play with and have the most fun with. They were, uh, one of them, Jay specifically, uh, a few others too were, um, yeah, pretty encouraging me like you got to do it. And I just think the ease of it, you can just press go live really. You guys both stream, you both know that like, it's pretty easy to start. It's about what happens after you go live that ends up dictating how long you do it and how successful you are. But yeah, going live was pretty easy. And then obviously like just like you guys know you have a bit of fun in those first few streams and it's just you get you get bitten by the bug and you just see what happens so um yeah like friends and just like you watch twitch and you always think like oh, i could do that because it's it is straightforward you're just playing and talking so um i just had the same mindset as everyone it's sort of the um 
the whole the, the nature of its change as I've gone on. But that was definitely the starting point was just friends, encouragement, and um, just the ease of it, the ease of access. Okay, so Hood, I just wanted to know really where the name Blame Hood came from. Yeah, a bit of an interesting one, actually. Um, so my Instagram handle has gone through a few iterations over the time because obviously Instagram's been out for like over a decade or whatever. Um, but right now, and as of the last few years, it's been Blame Hud. Um, and um, I guess it's a bit of a philosophical thing because I believed in like, I do still believe in like personal responsibility and just like, you know, you, if, you, if you're any sort of a, a black sheep, you sort of like, you know, you get, you get a bit put on you. Um, so for me, it was about like, you know, I'll, I'll happily take the blame and it reads well and it looks good and stuff. So when I started Twitch, um, my FPS name was always Hudzo because Hudson and then like just my dad would always call me, always call me Hudzo. So it was always Hudzo. So my branding's still Hudzo, but I couldn't get any iterations of Hudzo that looked good on Twitch. So I went with my Instagram handle. So now there's a clash between my name and my branding. So when you when you started off in streaming, what were your influences in terms of the people that you were watching? Did you, did you take stuff from those people, or did you have your own sort of mindset towards it? Wow, that's an awesome question. Um, so I'm still probably um I would say like you know not tainted, but I'm still like um sort of marred in the in the nature of the Destiny streamers, where it was really about like they were they were good and they'd often actually play with someone better and what they would do would be picking up viewers from the community to play with the three of them in this like pvp um pinnacle pvp called trials of osiris and like that's still my mindset of like i'm not the best but i can stream and play pretty well whereas some people can't juggle those two things like um and then you pick up viewers and like you just i aim to educate so like i'm not the best but at least i'm aware of my you know poor plays or my mistakes on stream and like that's still something I try and reproduce in my stream whenever I can and chat about especially when I'm playing solos chat about what I did wrong what I did right why we won each fight why we won the game um so there was like some old destiny streamers like real crafty who now he plays a bit of everything and I think he's with TSM or he at least he was when I last checked so he's obviously like succeeded especially in like he's gone from like destiny to like apex legends and, and that sort of thing um, and then there was this guy, Luminosity, who was like a pure Destiny one. He was like, I was big into watching him. Um, and then obviously like last year when I started, I was watching Warzone, but um, there was no one that really like struck me as like, like legitimately like did both things that I wanted to do, which was like be half interactive and half like locked in. Like some guys can do it, but it's it's not um it's not the way I want to do it. So I'm trying to always carve out like a, a little bit of a niche for how I do it against my own standards, if that makes sense. So how do you how do you manage that then? How do you so when you're on stream and you're like locked in as you say, um obviously your concentration is on the game, but at the same time it's interacting with chat. How do you manage that sort of two things going on at once that are obviously quite difficult to do for most people? Yeah, great question again. Um it is a challenge and I, I can feel myself sometimes like one one of them's taking a hit and obviously I'd rather my gameplay to take a hit than to, to miss or ignore people. But the cool thing with where my stream's got to now in this point is that people in chat, they kind of know, they can sense whether they've watched me enough or they just know the game, they can sense when it's a time when it's like full on, they'll be like, this is a hectic period. Obviously, he's not going to get to my my comment that I made in chat. And then when either I die or the game resets or there's a downtime, I'll just quickly scan for the... I've prioritized like people who have just come into the stream, obviously. And then like, if there's a direct question at me, because sometimes it's, it's moving really quickly, but it's not something I even have to dip my toe into. Like, you know, I just remember even last night's stream before recording this podcast, guys are talking about some music stuff and it just wasn't something I had to comment on and I could just focus. Um, but yeah, you definitely know, depending on your energy, whether you've had a big day at work, how well you can juggle those two things. Um, I love playing solos in Warzone because it's like, there's way more downtime for me to like t- interact with chat around something that just happened. Like someone would be like, oh, awesome kill or, oh, you, you missed the, you missed picking up this amount of ammo or whatever. And I'm like, oh, bugger. And then you like have that really fun. Like it's nearly like you're nearly playing cooperative and that's my favorite. Um, but then I juggle that with when I'm playing with my best mates and it's like super locked in, they're super good, it's super fast and I know my interaction's suffering. But again, if you've been around my community, they all know like he's with his boys, he's just going to be like playing for his absolute, that's like me playing for my absolute fun. Like that's my priority. And then when I'm playing solos, it's like really interactive or picking people up um, to play with them too is like more social. So that's sort of how I, if that makes sense, that's sort of how I try and juggle it. You know you're doing better some days than others at it. Um but yeah, it's definitely a challenge that I enjoy. 
But even then, I mean, as a viewer, you wouldn't go to somebody playing Warzone to try and communicate with them, you know, like to have a full on conversation because that is one of those kind of games where you where somebody whoever's streaming especially if they're if they're quite decent at the game they're going to have a larger viewing right like for, for your for example if you've got like 20 30 viewers for yourself means you're pretty decent at the game i'd assume or you've just got a super tight community but even then you're not going to go to someone's stream and try to have a full-on conversation with them while they're playing warzone i guess you just pick and choose which games you can which which you can communicate with for like for example like for me i will most likely end up sacrificing warzone gameplay to chat with people and then end up just dying and not playing the game properly so that's where i don't know you just gotta kind of choose which games but it's the same if i come to your stream and i can see you're playing i will happily say hello whatever it might be but i know when i can and can't converse in that sense because of how locked in you are I take that risk like where it's like, okay, some people aren't going to enjoy what I what content I put out because I'm not super, super interactive. Like I think I do an okay job like re- like relative to like my gameplay quality. I think there's a good, at least people tell me like, you know, I don't get a lot of feedback, but some people do like say, oh man, you're super chatty. And I think, well, have you seen Envy? Like he's way chattier. <laughs> so, but they, people are impressed with the, the fact that my gameplay is above average, like not mm. the best again, but like above average and my interaction is suitable. Like... And I always try and apologize, like, guys, I'm locked in right now. Sorry, chat. Or, like, oh, if I missed you, I'm going to get to you in the lobby and yada, yada, yada. But, um, yeah, just like you said, Matt, like, people kind of know what they're coming coming into. Um, and, yeah, I think I think because I don't view my stream in mod view or anything to, like, see viewers or anything like that, a view account or name. So, I think there's a lot of people that lurk and I just don't even know or pay attention to it. Like, I, I usually stream thinking I've got eight people watching because they're the ones talking. It could be 30, like you said. could be 20. could be 18. I think there's a lot of people who just lurk and literally do enjoy my Just mediocre watching. gameplay mm. yeah mm. that's it yeah it, it, it's interesting that you mentioned that as well Matt because it was something that I, w- I was thinking about then that obviously you've switched a little bit recently to Warzone away from um, Cold War and I know that when you were playing Cold War it's because it's just so natural that you mm. can interact with chat have you felt like there's been a knock-on effect of your interaction oh yeah 100% absolutely in, the, in that sense like I'm not like hard. I, I don't have great Warzone content in terms of gameplays and, and stuff like that and, and just skills with, with with that specific game. Warzone, Battle Royale, stuff like that I'm not I'm not good at. So I tend to try and prioritize everything, end up dying or something. Or when I do get engaged, people talk. And I feel like people are so used, used to one thing when they come into your chat. And that's, for me, for example, it's interaction. You know, people might come to my stream because they want to interact. And then I play a game like Warzone and where I where I don't follow the chat as much because I'm a little bit more focused in game. I feel it does take it does take a little bit of a knock, but um I don't know, you just people like like Hud said, people kinda get used to it. People like kind of realise when you're engaged and they don't necessarily try ha- like send a massive message that you're not gonna be able to read while you're you know in game most of the time people will say oh no i'll just wait till he's dead or i'll wait till he's finished or whatever it might be you know so you just pick and choose your moments but um yeah you definitely notice the change in games yeah so hoods in terms of gaming then um on your streams you tend to only play warzone and apex looking at your your twitch sort of feed thing when you when, when you're putting out a stream is it more about the gameplay for you or is it more about the viewer interaction yeah, it's probably about the gameplay, but again, like probably what both of you understand, and I know Matt specifically feels this, it's about me having fun. And man, I just love Warzone. I'm good at it, so therefore I like it, if that makes sense. Apex, I'm not even great at. I do like the game. I used to play heaps before I streamed. Um, I used to play heaps on console back in the day. And um, yeah, so for me, it's like, am I having fun? So it's like, it's the pro- the list is like, I said the tiers are like, are my friends playing that game? So if they're all playing Warzone, I'm going to play Warzone. Am I good at it and therefore having fun and succeeding? Then I'm going to play that. And then third, it's like, what can I interact with? I I, I, I love the challenge of trying to play well and stream too. That's just something that I actually do love the challenge of like going live, playing well and giving people a good, like a good chat experience. And like, I think some of my friends underestimate that challenge when I'm playing with them and our KDs are the same and they just get to sit there in their dark bedroom and frag out while I'm doing the same as them but i'm also you know um being a hub for my friends and community you know like the place they can like turn up to and interact with each other and converse with me and i'll you know downtime between gunfights i'll we'll talk about fitness or whatever the hell they want to talk about and um yeah i think that's something that 
the more I think about it recently, basically knowing I was like coming to chat to you guys, something that struck me is like, wait a minute, like that's one of the key things you enjoy. It's just purely the challenge of like finding it within yourself to like be a good player as well as like an above average streamer, if that makes sense. Like in terms of like, you know, I'm engaging with my people. So, yeah. So for you then, um, I'm interested to know your thoughts in terms of where you want to take where you are now so if we look at where you've got to in terms of followers there's a relative success there um and obviously you've worked really hard at your craft and anyone who comes into your streams can see that so what what's the aim for hood in terms of maybe not in terms of partnership or anything like that but what's the aim what what do you actually want to do do you want to grow on twitch do you want to grow elsewhere Where, where do you see yourself yeah, it's a good question because um, growth is growth is like very addictive. So you kind of just want to keep like, you know, improving because growth is like a reflection nearly of your improvements and like it's fluctuates. Some nights uh, you, you feel like the followers rolling in like and then for a perfect example, lately this last week, I think I've like literally had like nearly less than 10 followers in three streams, which is just like I, I, that makes you think like, what the hell? I get 10 followers a stream. Now I'm getting 10 followers a week and it's like, am I blacklisted? Like you kind of like can't help avoid the numbers. But to um, answer your question, um, for me, I think uh, right now is like pretty much, I just love it. Like, because I've got that, I love when I'm streaming and people come in and they're just all chatting to each other, looking after each other, checking in, talking rubbish if it's used to and you're creating a bit of drama with a bit of like S talk in the chat. I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you mean. You know what I mean? So I just love like facilitating like like the the group interactions and like um you know I I think one of my goals is so that to get to a place where people come to my stream, check in on everyone and then they like tee up games with each other. Yeah, and that means they're not going to watch me, and that's fine because if they're all like playing with people a little bit better than themselves, or I know some guys, the people they've the friends they've made in stream or whatever are better than their friends and they have a lot of fun playing with more competitive people because they've struggled to make friends that are a little bit more competitive so as they've improved away from their social group meeting people in my community has allowed them to meet people who are a little bit more improved than their friends and then they can have a more successful time in the video game and like just being that facilitator of all these friendships is like really like really enjoyable for me i think um yeah obviously as i said at the start of the answer i do i do want to grow because if i'm not growing it means i'm not improving if that makes sense because i feel like then i'm stagnating um or maybe my product's stagnating or whatever and it's hard with like warzone being out for a year now and it's all i've really played as we mentioned prior um you know because i think people are like they see the go live and like they know exactly what they're going to get and that's not interesting to them because they're like they get the notification let's say if they're following me and they have it on or they see it on i don't actually post it on twitter i don't post anywhere that i'm live really it just pings in discord and that's it um but say they see it and warzone's not their favorite game but they might half like me they're not going to pull it up because they're like i know what this guy's doing he's dropping super or hospital if he's playing solos he's doing this he's going hard and yeah like he's there and he's like active with his community but they know what they're going to get. Whereas if I was to like go live tonight with World of Warcraft, I bet you'd see 10 new names in there wanting to watch what the hell's going on. And that's fine. But if my friends aren't playing that game, I'm not going to play. I'm not going to, I'm not going to like put my stream before like my true real life friends that that's, that's why I get play video games is because my friends do. If everyone quit video games, I wouldn't play. Maybe maybe now with streaming, I might, but I would never put it above what my friends do. And they want to play Warzone, man. So we're all busy dudes and it's a game we're all pretty good at so it's just a, it's an easy game to turn on and for us to have fun with who um in in your group of friends who's the leader in terms of what you play so you know you mentioned like everybody's good at warzone so we play warzone do, do you ever feel like oh, you know what i want to just i want to just crank on some some destiny here and see if the other guys want to jump on that with you like is there is there any of those types of conversations we go back and forth. Hey, like I've got like my two, two of my really good mates. They actually play um, League of Legends a lot and they like can jump on any game and be good. But, but because I'm maybe a little bit more time poor than them and probably just less skilled, like they're like just really just great gamers if you want to say that. I'm probably a little bit more um, of like that person that says like, I just want to stick to what we're, what we're doing good at. I'm probably the driver of that, but like we've all dabbled in other stuff, but I don't think any of us like losing. So, you know, when we play a game, we pretty much go all in and then lately, like, um, 
you know, because my gr- group of gaming friends probably is larger than 10. Sorry, even if two, like, go off and play League of Legends, there's still eight that want to play Warzone. And until I think, I think it really takes that next wave of games. So it's not that none of my mates will ever not play, like, the, the pinnacle game. So I don't have friends that will go revert back, let's say, to Destiny 2 until, like, they won't do that until Destiny 3 comes out. Bef- and then we'll drop Warzone and play Destiny 3 for, like, probably six months, maybe plus. Because it's the new game and I just think because like, you know, because I'm older and my mates are older, we're all in the same boat where it takes like like the premiere game to pull us aside. So they all played Cold War when it released because it was like the premiere game, but I played Warzone because that's what I knew that I was... When I play multiplayer, I can't even do what Matt does where I can't I can't even interact I'm so locked in because there's more fights, whereas solos in Warzone is my most interactive I can be while still enjoying myself and succeeding. So I chose to play a lot of solos while everyone was off playing Cold War. Two weeks later, apparently the game died, you know, in their mind. They came back to Warzone and we're back on. So, um, but yeah, it's a really interesting question. I think we have like a, a it's like a hive mind. No one says what we're going to do. It's just pretty much known that like Warzone's that hub. We all dabbled in Apex last week. We got, we got owned and now no one's really talking about Apex. So, that's sort of how it goes, I think. So, you mentioned earlier about the product. Um, so, if we can talk a little bit more about that. How do you, how do you craft that? How do you get do you, is it something that you do like in terms of training for your games and everything like that how if you i suppose the, the way i asked it to matt was if you look back to when you started in may and you did that first stream how have you got to where you are in terms of your product yeah awesome question um Stu, and you've worded it really interesting to using the word craft i think i think it is a craft um if i if i look back at my original product i'm not a shame, but it's just hilarious. You're like, what the hell? Because like you learn, but I think it's 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 two pronged, right? The first one is your stream quality. So like camera, decent lighting, awesome audio. That's just your priority. And a part of audio, I think people mistake. So any like streamers up and coming or even bigger than me, but maybe can want to like review their stream. Audio mix is just as important as quality. A lot of people might have a good mic, but they don't have the right mix with their with their voice above the game, if that makes sense. You want the game here and you want your voice above. So decent cam, decent lighting or just decent uh, atmospheric backdrop, whatever you want to do. Like Matt's got a good one. I've got my own one, everything else. Um, So that's your product from a stream perspective. Then the other prong is like what you're doing. Are you interacting like openly, like clearly like Matt? Are you like getting to nearly every... Like Matt rarely misses a chat. I miss a couple of chats because I've got to be a little bit more selective. But then I think my gameplay is like you know, not more interesting than Matt's, but it's different. And so people come for like that learning experience or just like the enjoyment. Cause I, I think I actually do think not being the best is sort of interesting to people when you're kind of like in my above average realm. I think that's actually kind of interesting because you're like, can he do it? There's that like gambling sense. Whereas like when you watch a pro, you're kind of like, well, he's going to win. It's just a matter of how quickly with me. Like I know I might lose 10 solos, but when I win, everyone goes mental and I go mental because it's so rewarding to get that win, you know, and it's not the world's world-class gameplay, but it's, it's, it's achievable for them to like imagine themselves doing it. Cause they know they're only like, you know, maybe three months or six months of grinding off being as good as me, if that makes sense, if they like do the right things. So that's, I think the other side of the product is like, is your gameplay good or interesting or are you at least talking about your gameplay that is relevant or are you interacting with your stream that's the other side of it as i mentioned so it's stream stuff and then it's game stuff and you've got to like work on them both so a question to to both of you really that i want to sort of wrap up the streaming section with let's talk a little bit about twitch um as a as an organization as a website that we all use What's your sort of viewpoint on Twitch and, and where we are with things if we start with HUD? It's an amazing platform for making friends, how easy it is to like, they've set it up for you to like be able to broadcast gameplay and like the way it all interacts. So like obviously, fundamentally, it's great. And we like we wouldn't be here having fun and using our creative expression in all these awesome ways. I just think my main beef with it at the moment is just like their greed. So a lot of people understand that when you want to watch a stream, if you're not subbed, you basically have to watch an ad for 30 seconds. And like... How do you discover someone new if you know you've got to sit through 30 seconds of ads to just see if you even want to watch them? Does that make sense? Like you've got to watch this ad to even know if you want to watch them. And that just means like when you pull up Twitch and I don't get to do this often, sadly, but when I pull up Twitch on like the weekend, if I'm working on some graphic design stuff and I want to like lurk a few people or 
you know, do a bit of research on my other monitor while I'm doing something on my main monitor. I just clicked Matt and just exclamation mark, look, cause I know I'm not going to get an ad and I just know what I'm going to get with Matt and I want to support him. Whereas I, you know, imagine if I didn't have to watch ads, I could like literally load up seven tabs, watch each person for 15 seconds, get a vibe, close the ones I'm not interested in and move on and like discover someone new that I can raid later that night. But because the, the ads being absolutely jammed down your throat, it's like, just mean and greedy and then the, the the streamer for all these ads people have to watch gets like 0.01 cents even though they're the one with the platform like doing the hard work to set it all up buying gear having an internet bill having a power bill all this stuff then the second part is like the subbing like it's i, I don't know about i don't know about america but i know in australia let's say it's ten dollars to sub and the streamer gets like four dollars fifty but they're doing all the hard work and twitch just takes more than 50 percent off the top or 50 percent evens if you want to call it um, for what, you know, it just doesn't seem like the relationship between what the streamer does and what Twitch provides is equal because if you want to do the ads, that's fine, but then don't take 50% of the sub for affiliates. And something that really hit me that you once said, Stu, was like, people want to do this for a living and they literally, so many more people could if Twitch weren't that greedy. Um, so it's a bit disheartening and it's frustrating um, when the platform is that greedy. That's my take and I'll hand it over to Matt. Um, no, I agree. I agree with you. I mean, the whole... I mean, I like Twitch as a whole in terms of the community side of things, you know, making friends, like you said, because, I mean, without... I don't know. I, I, I had a lot of social anxiety beforehand and then meeting a, a whole bunch of people, you can open... Me, I'm, a, I'm quite an open book. I like to open up to people I trust. And so I, I, I can... There's just a lot of people I can talk to. For example, Stu. I wouldn't have met Stu if I don't stream, stuff like that. And so just making connections like that has been awesome through Twitch. But the whole other side of things like the ads and stuff like you mentioned, I'm such a person who... I would like to go watch somebody and if I get hit with a 30 second ad, doesn't matter where it is, I'm closing off the video. Like I don't I don't want to watch it. And it sucks if that person could be awesome. That person could truly be a, a wonderful streamer even if they have low viewers. They might have a really cool vibe that I like, but because of that ad, I may never figure it out. Sure, I may watch it sometimes just because I generally want to check out who that person is, but majority of the time, I'm going to close it off because I can't be bothered watching it. Um as for the whole sub aspect and stuff like that, I mean, I've, I've talked with people about it as well and, and like try to get multiple opinions on what it is, you know, that uh, what people prefer and what their view on, on subs and stuff like that is. And I mean, as, as bad as it is in that sense of them taking half of that, half of that money, I feel like if you were to, I don't know, you could probably answer this better, maybe, I don't know, maybe even used to, but for the whole, uh, for example, let's just say people just started donating to you just constantly instead of just instead of just doing subs, donating subs or whatever, uh, gifting subs. So let's just say people just started donating lots of money, whatever, and every month you're dragging in, I don't know, let's just say a thousand bucks or something. I feel like somewhere along the line you're going to get hit with some tax around that, and I feel like because I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it properly, but I feel like. The reason why Twitch takes half of the the money that they do is due to tax stuff because I'm I've never been hit with anything. I don't think anybody else has been hit with anything. And you sign a bunch of tax forms, so I'm assuming that's why they take money so you don't get taxed later on for it. I'm I don't know. I don't know for sure. That was only my assumption. So it, it is it is bad in that sense that people will pay loads of money to support your channel and there's some some crazy supporters shout out Declan um but there's some crazy supporters out there who spend lots of money on your channel and it's just like it can be I mean I don't know it's it's sometimes it's about that that feeling they don't care about how much money they're losing out of it it's just about that feeling that they have to support you it's just a matter of what support looks like to you and it and, it, and I don't know I've, it's never really bothered me until until we spoke about it more yeah but overall, I mean, I like Twitch as a, as a whole because I'm more of that community aspect type of person. And I just, I like meeting people and stuff, yeah. I think we agree on the community side of it. And I, mm. and I think I agree with you. And the way you said, um, it depends on how support looks to you. And I guess for me, it's not a question of um, what the person paying feels because like that's there, that's up to them. I think it's like an efficiency thing. And it's just, it's frustrating knowing that like, Twitch is just taking that amount of a cut, I guess. And and someone in the comments on this video, please let us know if you know more than us, you know, in regard to tax and the threshold. I thought it was a threshold-based thing regardless of how the money came in. If you cross a certain threshold, 
there wasn't a taxed amount. And I don't know if a PayPal gift is even taxable um, because it's a gifted donation. So I don't know if it's even taxable there. And I, I don't know enough to say for sure, but it's just something to think about. And I'd love if someone knew more. But for me, it, it's it's more of just an efficiency or is efficiency or fairness or value like that's that that's the that's the dilemma and it's only a small dilemma it's not the end of the world i don't go on about it too much i just i think like what i'm trying to say here is if 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 you love matt stream or stu stream or deck stream or my stream or anyone in our little community we've got and you want to support them in a bigger way than your monthly sub so say you've got 20 bucks that you your grandma gave you for your birthday and you're like you know matt's given me 20 hours of streaming this week where i've just got to forget about all my problems or i've been able to play with stew or play with heart or whatever and i want to give some love instead of maybe gifting that 20 bucks out maybe donate it so it's just a one for one that's all it's not about the the, the, the all of the time it's just every now and again Think about the donation because you're giving that like 100% more or less conversion, if that makes sense, with the money. That was like my little message out of this with Twitch being a little bit too greedy. Um, but I guess really the more I think about it, my main issue is just those ads that we talked about, Matt, because how do we find people to help support and grow them when we're so deterred by the amount of ads? And I know it's, it's all over Reddit, Twitter, every social media is complaining about one ads and two Twitch's ads. So it's not nothing new, but it's a really cool conversation we had um, and little point that we got to discuss because I think the more people talk about it, the more we can um, grow the discussion and it starts to permeate into other areas, hopefully. So I suppose just a backup question to that then. I mean, I won't get into the, the tax side of things because I think that I think that with tax, or my understanding of it, it's going to be so different in each country that there would have to be a certain amount, unless they were to say, okay, so if you're a UK streamer, you get a certain amount. If you're a US streamer, you get a certain amount, which I don't think they'd ever do. Um, for for you guys then, who are obviously, have, have got to a, a point where you're at a good level and you're you you know you're constantly growing and everything like that, would you ever move away from Twitch? Is there other platforms that you'd ever look to rather than Twitch? Or is it that no matter what platform you're on, you have these problems? Yeah, I, I've I, like when I started, um, me and my mate, who's like a big supporter, a big driver of what I do, we had a, we just had like, are we sure Twitch is the right place to start on? We sort of reviewed it. Um, I just think Twitch executes the whole idea at the best thing at the best level. And like, I know Facebook gaming, like, where do you even like you got to go into the Facebook into the Facebook GG area, like into this other thing? Like, nah, no one's doing that. No one I know is sitting on Facebook to watch gaming, and that's just it. I would get more viewers on Facebook because the Asian population, like the Asian region, the continents, all that make up the whole Asian area, they love Facebook gaming and they will just watch. But I don't want 6,000. I've seen guys worse than me at Warzone, worse at interaction than than me even and whoever else on, on Twitch get massive numbers of just watches, right? I don't stream to have 6,000 people who are more or less anonymous to me. I would rather have 10 of my good mates saying well done when i win then 66 or 6000 people watching basically anonymously does that make sense so like that's one side of it and i think you would run into the financial issues elsewhere i i probably youtube's probably better at it than twitch yada 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 because it's a bigger platform but i eventually once youtube's happy with its amount of streamers watch them probably change you know they they need to have market differentiation from um twitch so they probably are a more efficient platform in you know feeding the streamer um, a better better value for their time but eventually like all businesses once they creep up in the market share they're probably then adjust their their mechanisms for making money so you, you have to be careful if you're looking to switch platforms we saw mixer die too and they had big signings but no one left twitch twitch is just easy it's an app dedicated to it you know what you're going to get you just know what you're going to get you know your friends you got your sub badges you got your other things you've got all your stuff and it's just like it's it's good at the moment i think um with all things considered what do you think matt um, it's hard for me to say. I mean, I personally, I've not looked into all of the other platforms for streaming. When I started, it was never like, oh, I could stream on YouTube or oh, I could stream on, on Facebook. I think my aspect behind streaming and why I chose Twitch is just because that's was what, I mean, that's what most people do in my opinion. I don't even think Facebook gaming was that huge last year at the start of the year. I'm, I can't remember, but either, either way, when I started, it was just like, 
um, I just chose Twitch and I just stuck with it. I never really uh, decided to, to think about what, what it would be like on other platforms. I mean, I've had a few people tell me or ask me or, uh, you know, it's just things just like saying, why don't you try streaming on YouTube or why don't you try streaming on Facebook? And I think it's the same thing that HUD's talking about is it's, you know, it's a, I don't like to play under pressure and having like, let's just say, let's just, for example, I had 6,000 people, regardless if they're all chatting or not, I would much rather be able to keep up with my chat and know who's in the stream and things like that. Like having, sure, like having, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not going to, I don't want, I'm not saying that I don't want like, uh, like partner numbers, for example, because partner is something that I want to achieve. So I got to wrap my head around that. But I'm just saying having that amount of viewers, you can't interact. It takes away from that interact, interactive you, 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 I mean, you can't you can't read six thousand messages. You can't read a thousand messages. You know, it's, you you go into pro streamers, Twitch uh, t- uh, uh, channels, and you can't read a single thing because their chat's moving so fast. And I don't want my chat to be at that level where I can't read things because I'm about that inter- in, uh, interaction. So, yeah, the last thing I'd say just on that is is what you're getting at is that like when you reach partner numbers, it's um, it's like progressive. So even when you've got eighty viewers, eighty chatters. You've seen those guys grow when you had 10. So you're going to see a name in chat and be able to recognize it. The thing with those other platforms, if you just, just randomly pop off one night on Facebook or whatever and you have, you know, four, 450 viewers from, I don't know, like wherever in the, in the world that just love Facebook as a platform um, for viewing gaming, it's not a progressive growth where you got to see Scolo come in, see Blamehard come in, you know, so even at partner level, you're going to see my name and go, there he is. What's up, man? even if you've got a booming chat because you've seen me come in enough and that's how it works. Like even me, like I don't have as many chatters as you, Matt, but when someone comes in, I still pretty much remember them from eight months ago. I'm like, oh yeah, you, yeah, I remember. We, you saw me in multiplayer and then you added me and now here you are like in chat or whatever. And that's how it works, I think, with those other platforms. It's a little bit more explosive and, and, and more anonymous. That's just my view from the research I've done. It's not always the case, but yeah, I'm pretty confident in, in what I'm saying, so... Okay, so Hood, I, I want to move on to talking a little bit more about life and things outside of streaming. Um, so I know you slightly, and I know that you've got a couple of degrees. I know that you do some things, some really interesting things around like mountain biking and things like that. So wherever you want to lead me, talk to me a little bit of, of life outside of streaming. What do you get up to? Yeah, so much like yourself, streaming manager, I've got quite a few people under me. Luckily, like it's not um, high intense work. So it's not like I've got like 60 accountants under me, but like 60 operational workers plus. And um, that's pretty that's pretty full on. So I know we've chatted um, occasionally, Stu, about it. That like one of my challenges is when I come home from a huge day at work that I need to make a decision. Do I stream? Because um, if I'm flat and exhausted, and it's not that like streaming um makes me feel that way but if i'm down or just a bit 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 overcooked from the day of just interacting with people dealing with emotions and chaos and stuff at work i won't be like my best self on stream so that's something i have to have to deal with but yeah pretty much work full time manage um that takes a lot out of me because i'd say i'm like pretty introverted again so like when i have to turn up for work from that emotional perspective of like being a little bit more extroverted during the day um and have those tough chats um some of the good chats too are tiring like you're just talking a lot all day so you know that 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 wears wears me down, but usually start the day um, with the gym. Pretty pretty um, pretty consistent and, and pretty in love with the gym. Even though I'm like not like super swole, um, <laughs> I definitely like just get a lot out of it mentally. Like that pretty much cleans the slate. I like to say for the day. Like if I get my little gym workout in the morning, my anxiety for the day dips. Like and it's not that I'm nervous for work or the day. It's that like I'm I'm really like um, you know when you tap your feet a lot. Like that type of anxiety, I get like really like I'm like hyperactive, so I get really fidgety if I don't hit the gym. The gym levels me out, and I feel like yeah, we're chilling, and I just like then I can have my day at work and like feel really good. Um, and then if I'm not streaming at night, it's usually I've got a sport game on like touch footy or basketball. Um, and then you reference mountain biking, and I used to do that. That was like my first major major hobby outside of. So when I finished school and going to university, I was like had like not an identity crisis, but an identity um, survey, and I was like who am I now that I'm not wearing a school uniform, which dictated who I was, if that makes sense. Um, and I dabbled in a few things and I was like doing the regular 18 year old stuff, playing a bit of video games, sort of drinking a little bit, chasing girls, all that sort of stuff. And then like mountain biking was the first thing where I was like, I'm going to find the money to save up for this, this bike. Cause I used to mountain bike a little bit as a kid, but you know, that's like, it's kid stuff. So you're not really doing it. You're just sort of doing it. 
And I was like, I'm gonna save up for a mountain bike. I'm gonna get back into this hobby. And man, it just took my life by 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 storm. I just got obsessed with it. I started racing them. I started riding road bikes too. Um, even you know in lycra and stuff. And so, yeah. Now my mountain biking. It's funny actually with this whole podcast because Twitch derailed my mountain biking for literally eight months, where I was so into my stream and gaming that like I was like, I'm not gonna ride because of that time. I can I can gym for 50 minutes and get home to like work on Twitch stuff you know, rather than go for like a two hour mountain bike and drive out to the trails and do all the crap that takes just to get the same workout. So I was just like prioritizing gym and other exercise. So I had more time for like tinkering with my stream or gaming and just to get better. And it was my first, I had just got the PC too. So like PC life, as you guys know, is very addictive. You can like be on Discord, Facebook, Twitch, watching the NBA on one monitor while you're like on Twitch on the other monitor, like all this stuff. So that was just all consuming. But just as of this year, I'm, I'm back on the bike and um, yeah, I won't, I won't race again because it's like just super dangerous, but um, it's a huge um, outlet and it's like just, yeah, awesome exercise. So hopefully that surmises what I do, but yeah, a lot of work, um, a lot of like recreation that is exercise based just for the mental aspects more than anything. It's not like I'm looking in the mirror every day trying to like have a certain like physique, like obviously that's, that's important too, but I'm mentally like I need that that discharge from exercise um, just with like how hyperactive I can get or whatever. Um, so yeah, and then gaming, man, big part. This is, that's my social. See, I don't really like go out and drink and party too much. Like I do catch up with my friends, but I'm not like a huge socializer. So my mates are the same and we just love hanging out online, dude. We just love being together, but being apart, if that makes sense. So that's sort of a bit of a summary for you, Stu. Yeah, perfect. If I can go back to your job just slightly... Um, I suppose it's a bit of a vice versa question, but what have you took from streaming into your work or vice versa? Is there any sort of things that you've learned from work that you've then brought into the stream in terms of interaction or whatever? Brilliant question. I think the big thing is whatever happens in my stream doesn't really affect me too much because work's chaotic. And I know you'll, you'll, you'll be able to, both of you will be able to, um, sympathize with that because like when you've got like a a job job and i mean that like above like a part-time job or a pretty like very low-key job streaming is just a sort of fun pastime and you're sort of pretty grateful you even get to do it because work's chaotic um then on the flip side streaming's had to make me a bit more tolerant and i can use that at work so like that's something i've been that's one of my big goals this year is to become more tolerant and like just more like understanding and so streaming works on that because you can't well you can but you shouldn't like block people in your stream just because you don't like them or whatever. So you've got to like learn to like breathe and accept someone being part of your community. Just bury the differences and just get along because they're a good supporter and you guys are mates because of the gameplay or the interaction or the community, whatever it is. And so streaming's really pushed my tolerance levels as someone who's like very like observant and critical. I've needed to be a little bit more patient and then um, I, I'm working on that. And then at work, I find myself going, no, nah, just chill. Like, just another person coming into the, the office is like them coming into the stream, you know? I've like turned my office into another chat room per, per se. Um, and that's a pretty cool thing that I've tried to work on and thought about. Um, and I think there's value in that for other people who, who have jobs like ours um, or any job where you can like go, well, I'm working on skills at work that I can translate to the stream, being more open, tolerant, communicative and all those sort of things. So, And that question's quite good, that one's true, because you've got people like, like Hud or people like myself, for example, where... I work with children, so I'm a teacher aide, obviously. And then, you know, kids see me at work one way and so strict and so following rules, you know, being being the teacher that a teacher is supposed to be. You know, you're not there to have fun with the children. You're there to help them learn. And then I've had kids from, from the school that I work at come through the stream and be like, wow, this guy's so different this guy's so cool man yeah. you're so cool why can't you be like this at school and it's just like well you know i can't be like that at school and then like it's it's so it's so it's so uh 50 50 because like there's one kid in specific he'll come by and then like i'm so chilled you know i'm that's how i am when i'm streaming but when i'm at work i have to be all, all professional and stuff and it's just like i'll tell this kid i'll be like uh, don't do that like you can't do this you can't do that like i'm not here to be your buddy buddy like i'm here to be your te- like a teacher like and it's just it, you get tossed between the two and it's and it's just like a lot of the time you hear a lot of the boys in chat like man i wish matt was my teacher in school like stuff like that but it's just it's just yeah, it's just a funny question because of of that aspect but yeah so let's talk a little bit about how you keep up with everything you've mentioned about 3 million things that you enjoy and that you like to do how do you find the time and how do you sort of 
Um, how do you plan your, your days and your schedule sort of thing? Um, I think there was a time when I was working and it was pretty challenging in my first um, eight months at this like my first like big career job after university um, where I realized the only way to manage the stress and the anxiety at work was to have other things that I could look forward to outside of work. But just having one wasn't enough. So I was coming home from these hectic days and just really looking forward to gaming with my boys. But that wasn't like making me happy in the morning when I had that far to wait. So it was like, well, I need to do something in the morning so then we're going to hit the gym. So I started filling these spots. And then like I refined that process over the next year to be like, I just love switching gears to different, like I just love being like having a full plate basically. I basically just love like having multi, like an array of different interests and hobbies that all intersect and interact. And then they're different. Like streaming isn't exercise at all, but it's fun, you know, to like have different things and, and just bounce them off each other. Cause like I stream better when I've exercised, if that makes sense. And I'm fresh and bouncy. So for me, it was a start of like, how do I feel better? And then it was learning that I'm that person that isn't like a one trick pony. Like I'm very much a jack of all trades, but I'm a master of none. Like I'll never be the smartest guy. I'll never be the best game. I'll never be the best streamer, but I love being able to do something and then have a conversation about something else. And they go, I didn't know you knew anything about, I don't know, like hardcore metal. Like you just only play rap music or like electronic on stream. Like, no, no, I listen to hardcore in the gym. They're like, what? So like, I love like having that just versatility and like, but it's a weakness too. Like it's, it honestly is a weakness because I've never ever like fully, fully like um, what's the word, succeeded beyond the like the norm at something because I just love getting into something new. You know, I just like to jump ship and try something new, and I get into that and try and get good at it and then move again. So, um, I've definitely like I've got my concrete things I like now. Like I play two social sports, and I mountain bike. I go to the gym. Like I got my concrete things I do. But definitely speaking more broadly, it's um yeah, it became like a um. A process that I just mastered over the last few years with a career that's pretty demanding where it was like the more stuff I'm into the more I can cope with the stress and the, the struggles I wanted to ask about your relationships outside of outside of streaming and how 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 streaming's had an impact on them um in particular that you know the luckiest person on the planet at the moment which is your girlfriend um how what's her sort of um outlook on streaming how does how does she cope with not being able to have those three hours of of hood time every night yeah good question um i think at the start it was a bit weird it was a bit like you know because like i'm a professional so to like play video games and like to prioritize them over some other things is kind of like you're a grown man like what are you doing playing games on twitch and um so it was a bit weird but i think some feedback came back out of my friends being like to to my my girlfriend being like he's actually good at at like the game or he's actually like pretty interesting as a streamer and I'm not saying that like I said that and like whatever and they weren't the exact words but it was that sort of thing where like the product was there um and the feedback came even not through me like it was like other people outside she'd bump into people and be like oh the stream's pretty cool and she'd be like oh is it or whatever but she's also just a supportive person so there was never any real doubt. It was just like that weirdness at the start of being like, you're really broadcasting your gameplay to people. Like, like you know, that like whole like, I don't, like, she doesn't game or have any interest whatsoever in any of it. So like, she doesn't know or care um, about any of the like minor details, but the whole concept was a bit absurd. But now it's become the opposite now because she's a professional too. Like if anything, she's more professional than me. Like, you know, she's like a corporate lawyer and stuff like, um, so she is more driven in regard to like, you know, you, you, you've, get to streaming buddy you know type shit like you know when i want to like just chill um which is cool because like you, you need that um especially i do and i'm like pretty easy going about it all um in some respects um but yeah just that that was the funny like the hiccups at the start um and then the other relationships some of them have probably not suffered but like i definitely like i definitely have to um prioritize streaming over like other type of social engagements because like they're in the wrong time of the week like my dad likes to catch up during the week and i'm like man just for like a couple of months i need to like focus in on this like um schedule that i have and that was a bit again awkward to say like i'm streaming and i can't come over for dinner because i'm streaming and it was just like not the outcomes because like numbers don't really mean anything to them but once they sort of hear about the product or you explain that like you know like little things like like once i tell my old man about coming on this podcast it helps reaffirm the passion and the interest 
And it's not like he bashes me for gaming, but he's just like taken aback that I'm not coming over for a couple of weeks because the nights he wants to hang out are nights that I'm actually going to be broadcasting. So there, there's like some interesting things. So, but it's just communication. It's just, it's just about communicating like why you're doing it. What are some of the outcomes you're getting? What are you hoping to achieve? But also then being realistic, being like, look, I'm not ever going to like really quote unquote make it. But what I do do is really fulfilling to me with my community and the people in there and like, you know, the discord and other stuff like that. Like that all fulfills me from a day-to-day basis. So if they can understand that, then you just have to work hard to like make time in other times of the the week or or your, all your life or get value out of other things um, as, a, as a relationship, not just like your, your intimate relationships, but also your like family and friends. If you look back um, on your time on, on the planet, shall we say, um, is there anything that you tell your younger self in terms of what like how to do things or, or how to go forward um, that you've learned in your later years? It's my favorite question that you asked, Matt, and um, I'm glad you asked me because um, it really hit home with like that whole mindset of like some people don't have an older sibling and like or some people don't have like forceful parents and everyone like reacts differently. But I think if I could have been my older sibling when I was young, younger, I would just simply um, reaffirm the the cliche "don't quit." I think there was a couple, and this actually relates to my other que- the other question about like oh you know you've got a lot of interests. I think. I, because of that, I've quit a lot of things because I found a new interest and it wasn't that I quit or sorry, I shouldn't say quit, but like moved on from a hobby or something um, that I was probably going to get pretty good at if I stuck around with it because I had a new thing I was interested in. And, you know, like you could put that down to anything like, you know, I was pretty good at riding bikes, but all of a sudden I, my career was my new focus. So I like stopped riding bikes and just started working and going to the gym because it was a more efficient way to exercise and save me time and energy and stuff. Um, when really like if I had kept racing mountain bikes, I'd be doing pretty well, but just my personality keeps transitioning. But I just wish when I was younger, especially in high school, I had of like just stuck to my guns a little bit with some of the sports I played because I don't think I realized that like I was probably pretty good at them and like I wouldn't have never made the national teams or anything, but I could have definitely had a fair crack at some cool outcomes and then you can move on. But I should have just seen what maybe more what I could eke out of a few of these like interests I had as a youngster. So I'd definitely be telling myself not to quit not to quit so quickly or not to move on or whatever. So when um, when we were setting up the podcast, it was I had a few chats with some of the people that are in your stream and the things that they always mention was that, you're, that everything you do is 100%. Where do you find the energy to be like that? Because obviously that comes across to them. Yeah, um... It's something I've learned. I definitely didn't always be like as like full on um, as I am now, but I think like it's a combination of like passion and then process. So like I've got the passion for stuff and to succeed and to like I, I have visions of like what I want to be like or whatever as a person. So there's the passion part, but then the process is like a refined thing. Like even three years ago, I wasn't as effective at executing on a plan as I am now. Um, you know, I'd have small goals or even big goals that were like more long-term now have really refined that cycle down to like achievable goal, nail it, feel good, next goal, nail it, feel good, next goal and make them like achievable, measurable, all the simple goals, goal setting steps. And I took that psychological thing into just like a life approach now. So it's even like my goal today is to get up and record this with you guys and we get it done and we feel good and we've got our next goal ready for like 1 p.m. today. We go and get that. And I think that that perpetuates into energy like the energy to do things at 100% is because it feels good to go hard and like kick off those little like to-do lists and goals and yeah, to-do lists. That's an, that's an awesome one, man. That gives me energy. When I write a list of like the little things you're going to do, it's like, we'll just go get that done. You're going to feel real good about yourself at the end of the day. Um, then you just make a bigger to-do list for the week and make a bigger one for the six months and a bigger one for the year. Like my, my to-do list for the year is enormous and my to-do list for today is not as big, but it's like got a lot of detail for just today. But when I do it, I'll feel really good come 6 p.m. And the, 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 the lawn's been mowed, the gym's been hit, the groceries are in the fridge. Those little things give me the energy to go 100% and then that fuels the stream tomorrow night because I'm energized, ready to go. And I, a little bit convoluted there, but it still comes back to the cycle. So you've got the passion and you've got your process and those two things just for me personally tend to intersect well and like drive me forward. And everyone's different, so I'm lucky that I've got that analytical um mindset of just like setting goals and like chipping looking at a bigger thing and breaking it down but i'm also lucky that i'm like pretty passionate 
Okay, so I'm going to move on to Discord now, Hud. Um, so one of the things that I've noticed about you is that obviously with the time constraints that you've got that sometimes you don't stream regularly. So how have you built that sort of community since that those people still want to come back? How do you How do you nurture that? I think part of like having a Discord um, is the first step. So we like like most people that stream, they like they, they create a Discord because it's sort of like the common thing to do. But there's enough topics there that are relevant to each of the people that are like have become a regular. So yeah, with without being a, to, without being able to stream so regularly and consistently and for so long, it's hard to like loop people back in. And then as we said earlier, like playing the same game means that a lot of people aren't interested in returning. Like they might stay, keep following me because of the hope that maybe I play something different. But for the guys that come back, it's they know what they're going to get from product, from product quality. Like we talked about, like the gameplay and the and the um to the stream quality, which I think they enjoy at some extent. And then um, with the Discord, it keeps like people talking to each other, and it keeps like topics on the tip of their tongue. So. Um, you know, they might like, there might be someone who like keeps their eye on the beer channel. Look, we have like a beer, beer channel. And like when they come in, if there's someone in there that they've seen post a beer, then they can like have that interaction. Just basically like, it's just a big, it's a big group message. It's a big group chat with homies. That's what it's become. Um, but I think there's actually a lot of, a lot of more, uh, a few finer details to it, to, to like the guys coming back. Like we've done like fantasy sports, like as a stream. So like, We've got like an NBA fantasy league where like with some stream people in there where they can like have that to chat about in Discord, in stream or in fan, in their, in other areas. So like the guys feel connected because even though they've never met, they're like talking, they've got this NBA thing to connect with. We've done it for NFL. Um, and then the big thing you would have noticed you in the last couple of weeks, like visiting my stream a little bit more, like a lot of like jokes happen. Like you'll see some stuff that happened and like I'm not the most entertaining person, but as a team, as a, as a community watching my stream, we pick things out and they get pretty big. So like you've probably seen, um, we do that guided meditation and like every now and again, the boys don't know when it's going to happen because we don't make it too regular. We'll just do a guided meditation where we put the meditation music on and like we just read some like hippie meditation script and just like have a laugh and usually it's fi it finishes with some sort of joke and I think those moments are... Yeah, the guys would love it if that was every stream, but that's not my strategy to have like those cool things happen every stream because like then it just becomes an entertaining stream, like an entertainment stream, and I'm not funny enough, or do, nor do I have enough energy, you know, on like a freaking Friday night to like be the funniest person in the world when I'm absolutely zonked because by then I've had two sport games, a full week of work, five gym sessions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, so I'm really flat on usually on my Friday streams is more of a, just a playing with people vibe. Um, but I think those little personal jokes hook people in when they're like, "I've been to the, I've been in the stream all week, and I've seen three of the funniest things I've seen all week are in the stream." Whether it's some guy calling me a X Y Z after I kill him, and then that becomes like the funniest thing for the week, and everyone's calling each other in stream, or we do a guided meditation led by Stu or Griff with these amazing voices, and the dudes are just like, "This is like so fun and funny," because like it's I'm trying to create that feeling of like going to the pub with your mates, but I'm playing Warzone. So you're at the pub with your mates and my chat room's just the big table and you're all just drinking different schooners. Everyone's just t talking crap. And at the, But instead of on the big screen, it's the EPL game, it's my stream. And that's sort of like the culture I think we've really created by having, I think really just my friends, man. Just because just my friends are like me and they're just like multifaceted guys because they're in the stream driving the culture, people come and if they don't like what we like, they will leave and that's fine because that's just life. But when someone likes what we talk about and what we joke about and the way we like talk about stuff, the way we talk about sport or whatever we talk about, they go, this is the place for me. This is a home. And then like, it doesn't matter if they're following 30 other people. When I go live, they're like, that's like a family or that's my boys getting beers is HUD stream. Let's get in there. And, you know, for someone like you, Stu, you might tease me for being crap, which is fine. Or someone might like actually genuinely like me or they like the other guys in chat more. And then it's just a vibe. And then just, they just want that. They can't get that anywhere else, that versatility, let's say. Um, or that, 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 that like culture with the homies, um, just our kind of homies though. So everyone's got different, different vibes obviously, but I think that, and then as you said, the discord is the anchor when I'm off stream, that's the place to like, um, to come and, and post a link or a meme or whatever it is. Um, and I'm active in there too, which is a big part. I think a lot of streamers, like they're not super active in their discords, but I actually genuinely enjoy, enjoy talking about the stuff that's in there. Cause it's my discord. It's my discord. So it's got like things I love PCs, even though like I'm not 
super technologically advanced. I love talking gaming mice, mouse pads because of FPS. You actually need good peripherals to succeed or at least to optimize your performance. I'm there talking about nerd stuff like that. I'm there talking about the NBA. We've got the NRL. We've got like beers. We've got whatever dudes are into like because I like it. When I'm at work, it's easy for me to quickly post in Discord when I can't stream or can't do other types of interactions. So, yeah, man, I think that's pretty much sums that up. It's like there's just a constant connection through personal jokes, common interests, and then the stream just being the hub of activity, I suppose. And I love it. So uh, probably a question to both of you then because you've both got Discords and you both use them in a different way. How do you cultivate that in terms of... um, putting that timing because obviously you've both got the time constraints there as well how do you sort of cultivate it like where where did it begin and where did you know how how what what was your aim for that and, and is it still ongoing in the same way right so how to cultivate it i think uh trial and error a little bit like at the start we just had the discord and like i think just seeing other streamers discords having channels i was like well we've got to have channels you know like i didn't really know so made a few channels and then we just refined it down and cut out like the ones that weren't getting a lot of traction and yeah i think i think it's sort of organic really i think you can't really force it you know like if the people in your community aren't gonna be interactive in the discord then then they're not going to be interactive in the discord see um and i'm i'm it's nothing for me to like i said to post post something in discord it takes what 10 seconds to share the thing i've read on reddit and put it into discord for guys to review and share their opinion and I'm just been lucky, I guess, too, man. Like some of it's luck. Like I've got like just awesome people that watch that watch my stream that are like super active in Discord. You know, like for for not for me, but for themselves and for the for their friends that they've made in the stream. Um, I think yeah, I think that sums it up for me. I, I wonder what you've got to say, Matt. Um, well, I think the the main difference between you and I, and um, I'm not saying that there's a right or wrong way, but I think the way that I'm doing it is the same way that pretty much every other person does it. And it's the same, and then it's that sense of just making it public and, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. but you have yours to where you only invite the people who you want to vibe with type of thing into your, into your discord, yep. which is in that, in that sense that I think relates to the whole, the whole thing that we're talking about of how you get those same people to come from your discord into your chat is because you only invite the people you vibe with. And that makes them, I guess, feel special in that aspect as well. And it's just a group of your homies. I mean, it, those people will see that you're live and then they'll come. But if you have your Discord uh, open to so many random people that come off you playing Black Ops 3 Zombies six months ago and now you're playing my little pony they're not gonna they're not gonna come you know you know what i'm trying to say like they're not they're not there for that thing so they're they're not gonna worry they don't care they come to you to join your discord at one time they're not there to then i mean don't get me wrong there's some people that come to your discord and they will be there and they'll be active and they're always there but then there's most people i think i'm saying i'm saying most people will come in off a game you're playing to join in the discord for whatever reason but then i don't know it's just i feel like if I'm someone who's joining constant discords, I mute them because there's so many. I don't like notifications. I, I'm OCD. I hate notifications. I have to clear that. Yeah. So I'm not going to be, I don't know. I just, from my perspective, I think if you want to build more of a community-based discord and an interactive one, you go about it HUD's role. But if you want people and you and you're, you just want numbers and you want, you know, hope that people are going to see that, then I, it's, it's not that, like I'm saying, there's no right or wrong way. It's just two different ways of doing it so yeah i forgot yeah. to even mention that matt i forgot mm. to even mention that yeah we do invite only sorry so i did that's a big oversight for me i forgot to even i guess the question didn't say like how did you set it up like that because i um we definitely do have that so don't we blame, do have don't like blame that. the question <laughs> no i was just answering like how you cultivate it um through the way that people interact through the channels but we definitely do have an invite only and that came that didn't that wasn't something we did on purpose initially because we had subscriber benefits. We had like a discount code for products, for some products. And so it had to be invite only because we didn't want anyone using the sub discount, like a sub only thing. So we could like have it be more private in that respect with the discounts. And then it actually started being beneficial in that respect where a lot of people like weren't even, they've not even followed you yet and they do exclamation mark discord. And you're like, what? Like, no, of course not. Um, but there's no right or wrong. And like, I obviously take a hit because if I've only got 30 people in my Discord and I go live, there's like, that's an X amount of people that aren't going to see that I'm live. Um, so there's definitely, if you're, if you're trying to grow, there's different strategies and I, I don't necessarily recommend mine at all. It's just, it would just happen to be, to, to, to fall out that way. And um, 
yeah, and it works out because like, yeah, the Discord's not just like a, a vessel for my stream. My Discord's actually like where I want to post stuff I like and I want other people to post stuff they like. So it's beca- it's actually like nearly more of a friendship Discord. Again, with my stream being the um the sort of like nucleus or whatever. Okay, Hood, so this is your section then. Um, the shout-out section. Talk about anything you want. Shout-out anybody you want. What's going on? Yeah, I'd just like to shout-out um, my community community members because they're obviously like the driving force and the whole reason that I still enjoy streaming after nine long months. Um, they all know who they are because they've usually got some sort of badge from moderator to VIP or even if they don't, um, they know who they are because they're there pretty regularly. So all the guys active in my, my Discord as well. Um, I want to thank you two a lot for inviting me on and being patient and awesome, um, both in your own respects. Um, and um, definitely want to shout out Jason again. Um, he's a VIP in my stream. He should be a mod, but we just, we, we've never been bothered. So, Jace Diddy Dog, if you see him, just know that he's a really important friend of mine, pretty much the driving force behind me starting and me continuing. I call him the CEO of the stream because... Yeah, he keeps me like um, locked in to, to what, we, what we're doing with it because I think he sees more of the value sometimes than I do when I'm a little bit um, fatigued or whatever. Um, so definitely want a big shout out for Jace, who's the GOAT. Um, and yeah, that's about it. You can get me on Twitter, blame hard. I follow everyone back. Twitch, if you're a streamer, come in. Let me know you're a streamer in, in due time and you'll get a follow back and we'll always raid you and support you if you, um, if you do the same to us. That's how we work. We reciprocate all things in my world. Uh, if it's not reciprocated, you'll be known to not reciprocate. <laughs> it's a big part of it. So anyone trying to grow, this is a good chance for you to learn that like, yeah, if you reciprocate to people, they, they really, streamers aren't sh- stupid, you know what I mean? Like people see see your actions and they notice when you're supporting them. So it will, it will serve you well. Um, so yeah, follow me and I'll follow you back and um, we'll grow together and we'll help each other out for sure. Yeah, I just wanted to thank you for coming on and giving up um, your time on Valentine's Day, I'm sure. I'm sure that that'll go down well with the girlfriend. Um, but yeah, no, I really wanted to, to to thank you and coming on and giving up a couple of hours of your time to just to sit with us and chat to us. And I think a lot of people are going to learn a lot of things, and hopefully, we can help people grow. For sure, man, you guys are the best. And again, uh, you know, like there's always things that I can take from this conversation. You know, there's there, I'm sure there's been other people that that will watch this or listen to this and be able to take away. Th- from from things that you've mentioned so again uh, thank you for your time as well hard bro thanks boys so just to sort of wrap things up thanks everyone for listening if you're on youtube please drop us a follow drop a comment down let us know um anything that you've heard from hood that you want to talk more about drop us a subscribe if you're over on spotify make sure you drop us a follow as well um we've got a few more podcasts coming in the very near future and hopefully we can just grow on this platform. So from me and from Matt and from Hood, thanks again. Thanks for being here.